The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. It is that time again, and we welcome you back to Afternoons with Mike. Heard daily at this time here on The Shepherd. I've got in the studio with me a couple. I've had one of them up here before, but now they are here as a couple. Kim Clark is a speaker. She does all sorts of ministry in jails. She's told her story. She's an author you've written beside Still Waters, as I remember. Deep Waters. Deep Waters. Beside Deep Waters. Deep Waters, Lift Your Gaze. Yes. And those books are just wonderful. I have them at home. Uh, My wife and I read them. Thank you. And uh, it's just wonderful, Kim, you've done such a good job with uh, this whole writing thing and your outreach. Now, I, I knew you were married, but I never had the privilege of meeting your hubby before. Ron is here. And Ron, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. It's great. Well, first of all, let's talk about you too, since I've got you here as a couple. I'm always interested in people's stories. How did the two of you meet? Oh, this is a good one. We met actually at church. We well, met at church. It was love at first sight. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Love at second sight? No, no, no not even no, that. No, huh? I didn't like him at all. <laughs> and I, and so got to got a few years to, um, I guess, bring us together. Right. And then it was, it's fifteen years, and we've been married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was a single mom. I had a, an incredible seven-year-old daughter, and Ron really treats her like a daughter. She's 22 now. Yeah. And after being married for three years, we had our son, Joshua, who's a 12 now and is wicked smart. So we now have a 22 year old and a 12 year old and God's just blessed us. And we work together as well. So even though we've been married 15 years, I feel like we've been married for 30 because it's double when you work together, Mm -hmm. which is always fun. So we've worked together. We had several businesses together, an energy deregulation business. And we had an insurance agency, and now we are now consultants, business consultants, and I do the marketing end, because I have an MBA in marketing. I used right. to be a former marketing professor. Yeah, professor. I was going to yeah. say, yeah, you've taught. And yeah. and Ron is exceptional in finance and business coaching and executive coaching, and so we really wanted to hit the next wave for right. business, which is AI. Now, you know, when you called me, Kim, and we talked about AI, that that is one of those things to where a lot of us that are older, I know a lot of my peers, they look at that and it, number one, it scares people to death. Number two, uh, it freaks them out because technology has gotten as smart as it is. An example would be, you know, I don't know how many conversations I've had where we would be sitting and talking about something very random. And the phone, obviously, the person's phone is sitting right by them. Within 24 hours, that person is getting some sort of either an email or a text with an advertisement for the very thing that we were talking about. And it makes you wonder, I mean, that whole thing about his big brother listening. Well, big brother and big sister and grandma and granddad, they're <laughs> and Alexa, all listening. All and Alexa and Google yeah. and, and Siri, they're all talking. Yep. They're all talking. That's exactly right. And yet this is, I, you know, I think about the way people complained about high def television. And for a long time, you know, I was a TV nerd back in the day in the business. I was a weather guy on a TV station. And so the the chat amount, all of us that were in the broadcast is, what's the big deal? Why make all of this fuss and all these new restrictions? And they're going to shut down the traditional tube TV. And so it was coming. We knew HD was coming. We didn't know much about it. We just knew it was highly regulated, number one, that was going to be very expensive, number two, and it was going to change the way broadcasting happened, number three. That was a big thing. So a lot of people did not want it to come. I feel much the same. Is that a fair thing, do you think? Absolutely. It it is. Um, The reason we wrote this is because I asked a lot of people, um, what do you know about AI? And, you know, what can you tell me? People who professed to know or be in the know. And I very quickly ascertained that most of them had no idea what they were talking about or having an an IT background. 
I can tell if somebody knows what they're talking about when it comes to technology. And I knew right away, this I'm not getting the straight answers. And I really wanted to know because I, I do business consulting, so I wanted to know how AI was going to affect small mm-hmm. businesses in the future. Mm-hmm. And so I spoke to Kim and I said, you know, there's only one way for me to get this information, and that is for me to go back to school. I'll, I'll, I'll go online. And so I registered with the University of Pennsylvania's Wharton School of Business for AI. Look at you. And then I That's went to, amazing. And then I registered with the London School of Economics for <laughs> Advanced Mathematics and Machine Learning. And then I did a project with Google Labs over the summer. And so once I had all that information and understood what I was talking about, I said to her, this would be a great subject to write on. And we, we're going to write on at a level that demystifies this all of this for everyone. Is this a full like college course? Yeah, yeah. These so are, you spend what a, a year a whole, doing? It's a whole semester. They're very, very intense oh. uh, courses. Even though it's uh, correspondence, uh, you're, it's I mean a, online. Yeah, it's all online. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're still having to work it. it. It it's especially for the mathematics part. It was beyond what you learn in college. It really is uh, a, a much higher level, and so but it, it integrates in in understanding how the machines are learning. And so I figured if I have that level of expertise now, now I can put this in a simplified form for people to understand. Because much of what you see on the news is wrong or or it's slanted in a direction to sell news or sell advertising, but it's not specifically what actually happens with artificial intelligence. You know, I'm convinced that news, it's changed so much, you know, in my lifetime and yours as well. I'm convinced that we only hear what they want us to hear. That's right. And nothing more and nothing too deep because they want to hold all of the real implications to them and not to us. So you did all of this at what I think I lost count there. Was it three different courses? Three. The, the Google Labs was done in conjunction with the University of Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, so those had some crossover. And, and I'm still doing a course with London School of Economics on something else now. Um, so, you know, I'll continue to do that just so I, I have a level of expertise to be able to explain this to my clients. Yeah. But we're also using third parties to do some of the work that we need done. Uh, we don't have the capacity or the wherewithal with all the things that yeah. we have going to do that all. So, but I need to be able to talk to third party contractors in an intelligent way to tell them what my clients might need. And so having this expertise or this background now allows me to have those, those, uh, conversations where I'm interfacing with different levels of technology. That's brilliant. Um, and, and so my clients aren't being ripped off. They're, they actually know what they're getting when, when, when we're talking about this different, these different platforms they might need. So generally speaking, Ron, is, it, is AI, would you, would you typify it as software? Uh, or is it hardware? Is it a concept? I mean, where, or is it all of those things? Yeah, it's, it's machine learning. So um, artificial intelligence, what, what, we're, what we're trying to get to is what they call conversational AI. So we want to get to the part, point where a machine is able to converse with you just like another human being would. Now, a lot of people, when they hear you say that, and you're saying that so calmly yeah. and so matter-of-factly, I think a lot of people, when they hear that, they go, I don't want to talk to a machine. I don't want a machine talking to me. I, I have a great example for that. So <laughs> so recently, my son's electric scooter broke, and I was trying to get that scooter replaced. I was on the phone for an hour and 31 minutes with uh, client support for from another country. I had to go through five different people. You and couldn't understand them? I could not understand them. Yeah. And, and I, I, I come from the IT field, so I'm used to talking to people from different countries. But this was so poorly run, I had no idea. And I still couldn't get a straight answer. They kept thanking me for calling, but I wasn't getting anywhere yeah, with right. you know what I was calling for. If this was an AI chatbot, I would have been on and off the phone in five minutes having everything so, that I needed. So you're coming at this, just for you to know, from my standpoint, you're sure. coming at this from such a radically different perspective than I think most people have. Right. You're, came, you're saying that this is a good thing in the mix. This is actually a positive development right. as opposed to something that we fear or should fear, uh, and it's going to bring a positive benefit. 
Yeah. Am I understanding that right? You are. Your iPhone is not going to chase you down the street. Your your laptop is you, not going to you attack sure? you in the middle of the night. <laughs> um, it, it really is a beneficial technology. Can it be misused? Absolutely. Will oh, yeah. Will it be misused? Absolutely. Just like everything else. Yeah. But you you have the challenge now that you have a machine versus a machine. So for all the machines out there that are being, you know, adapted to do the wrong thing, you have ones that are being adapted to do the right thing. So they're actually, if you want to call it a battle, um, the the good guys versus the bad guys are keeping the, the good guys are keeping the bad guys in check. Okay. So you're not having machines that are going to come crawling through and take over the world. And that's what the news is selling you. That's not what artificial intelligence is all about. It's going to be beneficial to medicine, beneficial to society for for a number of different programs. It's amazing and how integrated it will become just in the next two years in so many different um, uh, parts of our society. One more question for you, then we'll jump back to Kim. Uh, I'm trying to ignore you over here. I didn't feel that at all. (laughs) (laughs) This, you mentioned that the goal is having these machines talk to each other and talk to us. When you say that, are we talking about, because I know there is a lot of literal talking where it's it's spoken word. Yeah. Are, are you talking about that, or is this just like uh, following commands and doing something? No, I, I just had this morning at 10 o'clock a conversation for 10 minutes with an artificially intelligent program. Uh-huh. And it, it was, um, we have a third-party contractor we're going to be using and doing a collaboration with, and so they were demoing this program to me. And he was able to give it the verbal instructions from round zero. It had no pre-training whatsoever. He gave it verbal instructions over the phone with me on it. And then it started engaging with me in conversation. It sounded like, it sounded a lot like a friend of ours who's from Great Britain. So it had the English accent and it took me from start to finish asking if I wanted to uh, list my home and the reasons why I should list my home. I was like, no, I'm not interested. Please, you know, don't call me again. It went from there to leading me down the path. And I've trained thousands of salespeople. This was the most brilliant uh, training program for sales that I've ever heard. I mean, as I'm listening to it, I'm like, there should be a class taught on sales by this robot. (laughs) That is too weird. I went from saying I'm not interested and it kept guiding me, asking me, can I ask you one more question before I go? Can I ask you this? And all of a sudden at the end, I'm setting an appointment with this thing to meet with it virtually on the phone. Wow. All right. So now i got to pause from you for a moment, Ron. It's turned over to Kim. When you're hearing all of this from your husband and you're watching him go through the education that he's going through, you are also a person that studied a lot. You've gone to school. You've got degrees out the wazoo here. You've you've worked hard. Both of you have. Absolutely. what what do you think of? Were you in agreement with this thing, this initial concept that Ron is starting to think, hey, this is a good thing? Because I guarantee you, nine out of 10 people I've talked to are afraid of this thing. Right. And that's a great question. And I'm glad you brought that up because we do talk in the book about responsible use of AI. We already use, it's called generative AI. We already use that with Siri and Alexa and Google. We're already using that and you're already programming those programs through your selections and through your choices there it's gearing towards that and for example chat gpt we really feel like we chose chat gpt for this book because it felt like that had the greatest amount of input and information and, and was the most advanced at this point but ai we feel like ai is because i have um i'm a calculus two credit away from a computer science undergraduate degree i do have one in communications undergraduate my graduates in business in marketing, but I used to program machine language. So for me, I really believe in everyone I know that's in this field, AI is like the internet. Remember the internet in the 90s when we were surfing the web? Oh, it was weird. It, it was like people were like, oh my goodness, what is this? And and it's going to take over the world. It's the same hype, the same. Th- this is where we're on the precipice of the exact same thing with yeah. AI. Yep. Yeah. This is the internet all over again in the 90s. This will, and we, and I was sharing with this, with this with you before we went on before we went live when we were in a, a lot of networking groups and we looked around these small businesses and we th- we thought you know with the economy how it is in the next t- 24 months these businesses are all going to be out of business 
unless they use AI. Now, see, you just said something there again that I think a lot of people would say they've believed the opposite. They would believe that AI is going to put people out of business. But for a small business owner who can't compete with large business, they, they, they need this. For how we, what we went through, I had no idea the capacity of AI until we went through researching it for the book. And we were like, oh my goodness, we had no idea it did all this and can do all this. I use it for marketing. I'll say, create 10 social media posts on trauma, my trauma healing curriculum for going in to see the incarcerated with hashtags and emoji. Mm-hmm. Done which it would have taken me probably, oh, I don't know, three or four days. And I'm a, a multiple Amazon best-selling award-winning author. And I still, this did it in less than nine seconds or less than two seconds. It, com- it right. So for, so although I think it would make those of us who do, who are working more efficient, more effective, and it, it just makes our jobs so much easier. So many of us have so much on that we can't, we can't get to it all. And this helps anyone become more efficient, more effective, and especially if you're in business, whether you're a small business owner or you're in any type of business, what this can do, we include over 150 prompts, which is what you would enter in. It's like, that's what's called a prompt. Mm -hmm. So it's entry. So you'd put them in and, and we tested each one of those and it was incredible what we came up with. We had to do SWOT analysis of a business, strengths, weakness, opportunities, and threats. We had to put in the website. It was so good what it came up with it can do scheduling it can do e-commerce it can do do chatbots the marketing alone it's it is an extraordinary tool and Mm. if you're in business and if you're not looking into this and using this you're you're going to be bypassing you're going to you're going to be very sorry it's like not getting on the internet so what happens when these machines um they get so smart and they, they start changing things. I mean, do you believe we see movies like the matrix? Yes. Um, there's tons of them out there where the, the machine starts getting its own devious uh, agenda and a goal and has the wherewithal, like what you were saying while ago to actually talk back right. and come up with a new plan that wasn't yours. Right. Well, five years from now, we'll all be dead. No, I'm not okay. <laughs> Well, if it's because the Lord has come again, I'm all for go. that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all hype. That's all, you know, that's not going to happen. These machines follow the commands. And so whatever's yeah. being programmed now, yes, it's able to glean a wide amount of information um, from which it can draw to make uh, conversations and to do whatever commands it's been asked to do. But it's not doing it on itself. It's not sitting there on my phone today while I'm doing this saying, you know what? I'm tired of listening to Ron. I'm taking over his phone and I'm going to sell his car in the parking lot while yeah. he's up here and doing a radio <laughs> show. That's right. No, it's, it does not have the capacity, nor will it ever have the capacity. To do, to I think do that's that. comforting. And yeah. we're going to end this segment on that comforting thought, because I know that it's going to be some deep breathing that has to happen here for the rest of our chat by all of the people who are maybe not as comfortable as you guys are with this and i'm learning i'm i'm hoping you affect me too my guests today ron and kim clark and we're talking about ai hey friends don't miss the next segment this is afternoons with mike if you're a christian business person and you want to meet people who want to do business with you you need to join the central florida christian chamber of commerce why because the mission of the christian chamber is to build kingdom business and community and it all starts with the christian principle of building relationships to learn more about the christian chamber and all the different ways you can get engaged with hundreds of other central florida christian business people visit cfchristianchamber.com or call 407 407- Oh my goodness, I'm having a fun one with this one. This is uh, an interesting chat. I'm holding their book, and we haven't yet given the title. The book is called Dynamic Chat GPT. I almost always want to say GT first. That's just my, that's from my, uh, you know, car days. Car days, car days. Dynamic Chat GPT. And the um, subtitle is AI Strategies for Small Business. So it's not, it's not aimed at just information. This is aimed to help business people in their businesses make it more efficient, 
make it more profitable. I, I just think this is amazing. And it's written by Ron and Kim M. Clark. And uh, it is going to be a book, I think, that once you uh, get it in your hands, you're, you're going to enjoy it as well. It's so, already a bestseller, actually. Come on. No, it is. It's an Amazon hot new release, and it's a bestseller. In what category? Uh, it's computer. Computer. Wow. It's already out there. So yeah. Congratulations. Well, you know, now you were telling me during the break something, and I, w- sure. I want to get to it. And that's the advantage that AI is going to bring businesses, small businesses in particular. Right. As a small business owner, you'll do a lot of activities during your day. The majority of your day is filled with non-income producing activities. So that might be inventory. It might be, um, you know, doing accounting. It might be wrapping up the office at the end of the day or the beginning of the day, doing all your reports, doing all of those things that need to be done. Yeah. But you're the only one that can do them because you're the owner of the business. So, but that takes you away from income producing activities, which is being on the phone with clients, closing deals, closing appointments. And so what AI is allowing you to do now is instead of having to hire staff that you don't have the money to hire, and that's a problem all small businesses have. They're, they have great ideas and they want to expand. They just don't have the revenues to do it right. because they're so involved in non-income producing activities. It keeps them from being able to produce income for their business. Well, what AI will do is take over a lot of those non-income producing activities. Incoming phone calls 24 hours a day, outbound phone calls 24 hours a day, the accounting up to a minute on my phone. I will know what inventory I have how much money I have in all of my accounts, what's owed to me, what what I need to pay out. All of those things can be automated through artificial intelligence right now at the level that it's at. And when you when you think about where we are with AI right now in 2023, early 2023, by the end by of this year. By now, 2024. 2024, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's yeah, all right. I'm already yeah. a year behind. Yeah. So by here we are in February of 2024, by the end of 2024, the difference between now and then, the leap forward will make everything that's happened so far seem like uh, just child's play. Now that happened in the development of computers. We right. saw like tech, just like if you bought a brand new computer, uh, too bad because next week it's almost obsolete. Correct. So you're saying that same kind of growth rate is going to be happening with AI. Actually, no, it'll be much faster. Oh, uh, really well, uh, ma- because, because now you'll, oh, now you'll have, now you'll have, instead of humans programming machines, you'll have machines programming machines. Oh, that's scary. And, and the machine will, the machines will be able to interface at a much greater speed than we can do that. And that's, and, and it's only going to be able so that people aren't afraid. It can only program what's been put into it. It can't randomly come up with thoughts. Well, but I think I, that is a good point. Right. And to that point, then, I think a lot of people are saying, yeah, but what, are, what happens when devious people program devious things into this system? What happens then? Sure. And devious people have been doing this for years. I mean, in, the, la- hacking. Yeah, yep. well, in the last <laughs> 70 years, we have nuclear weapons everywhere, all over the world. They haven't been used yet since World War II. So we're, we're, even though there's bad things and bad actors in the world, a lot of times they are being offset by the good guys who are using it for the right reasons. And, and the great part about AI right now is, again, I mentioned this earlier, is for every bad guy out there, there's a good guy out there. And so they're balancing each other out with the AI technology because you have one machine running against another machine at the same speed. So there, it's just like hacking. I've done a project with the U.S. government for the last year. And, you know, there's divisions within the U.S. government that have never been hacked because of the way their systems are set up. Um, and so hackers try 10, 20, 30, 40 times a day or more to get into those systems, but they've been set up. So they, they're prepared for that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the same thing with the AI industry. We actually have a very good friend of ours who was <clears throat> his his resume is enormous. It's one of those. Gosh, it'll take you three, four minutes to read his resume. But he's one of the 15 people in the world who's been tasked 
was writing the articles for AI as far as what the ethics are going to be so that countries will actually adopt these to, for the use of artificial intelligence in everything they do. Wow. And so he reviewed our book and he gave us a five-star rating. He says, that's one of the best books I've ever read on artificial intelligence, being able to explain it down to a level where people understand it and how it's going to be used for business. Well, it would seem to me like yours is one of the early books, one yes. of the first because this is still as new as it is now. Part of it, I've heard this term, honestly, for 35 years. There was a young man, young back then, 35 years ago. Uh, he, we were all young back then. <laughs> but he was telling me he was moved down here from the uh, Fairfax area of Virginia. And he worked for a big tech company uh, up there. And he moved down here to, to work with a big tech company in Florida. And their role was working on artificial intelligence. It was from him that I first ever heard that phrase before. And I'm thinking, what does that mean, artificial intelligence? Mm -hmm. And he began to tell me about some of the potential uses. And I remember back then thinking, this 35 years ago, right. thinking, well, that's fantastic. But, he, but one of the first thoughts that came to my mind was, could this be used in a wrong way? Could this be used in a dangerous way? Right. And he said, absolutely. So there, there are safeguards in the development, and that's what I'm hearing you say, that the people who are developing it, there are safeguards being built alongside the development of the AI itself. Now, that still doesn't mean there aren't dangers. Right. Because you just said it while ago. There are evil people, devious people, and they are everywhere. Right. And I, I, you know, even the news media, which... We all know we, we can't trust the news media, and I say that being a part of the news media. So, you know, I, I have to plead Paul in this and say, don't just listen to what I say. Check it out for yourself. Go to the Bible when it comes to theological things. I, I think this is so difficult because we don't have a trusted source like the Bible right. to go to to understand chat GPT. It is, it's there but we don't know a lot about it. So right. your book is going to be one of the early ways that a, a businessman can read something on this in language that they can get and then maybe feel a bit better about it. Exactly. It's really designed to take away the mystery, take away the fear, and say, here's the reality of what AI can and cannot do right now. And, and it's really just meant to open that door and say, don't be afraid to step through and see what this can do for you. And and I think that's why I wrote it because I've dealt with different technologies through the 36 years I've been in business. And I remember in my first company going to a friend who was a professor of communications and one of the world's leading authorities on satellite communications. And I had a chance to go into the telecom field. And I said, we have a chance to sell voicemail, pagers, long distance, and it, pretty new technology back then, cell phones. And he had, <laughs> he had a bag phone over his oh, shoulder. Oh yeah, right. I saw those. And, and, and he said to me, he goes, I'm going to give you one piece of advice, take it or, or don't. It's up to you. He said, but in the next 20 years, this phone that's on my shoulder will fit in your pocket, in your shirt. Yeah. He goes, if you don't do this now, you'll regret it the rest of your life. And so we, Boy, we, we, went yeah. in, we went into that field. Our business exploded because of it. And, you know, you saw the speed at which the development of cell phones happened and spread worldwide. It was amazing. And and we heard back then, it's a fad. It's not going to last. Um, you, you know, it's the same thing here. People are like, AI, it's a fad. It's not going to work. It's, it, it, it is moving so fast right now. It's like the Wild West. And, yeah. and there's going to be bad players out there. But you know, I can walk down the street with a hammer. I can either hammer a nail or smack somebody in the head with it. There are, we we have a plethora good of metaphor. we have a plethora of tools that can be misused. Yeah, um, it's just having the rules in place to make sure that they're not, or it, when they are misused, there are uh, programs or platforms in place to take care of that. I I think your uh, metaphor of the Wild West is a good one because we all know that there were lack of uh, some of the regulations, but there are also the gunslingers right. and those that uh, really took the law in their own hands. So that's that's all of where we are today. So it is going to have to be something that's mitigated. It's going to have to be watched over. There's going to have to be a lot of people who are entrusted to make sure 
that these things aren't going farther than they need to go. Because, you know, you hear, and uh, most people have heard stories about launch codes uh, being affected, you know, being manipulated through AI. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then you're talking about business. Uh, One of the big things that I think of is cybersecurity. So how how does AI impact cybersecurity? Sure. Uh, um, It's going to go hand in hand a lot of ways um, because the AI will be introduced and is actually right now functioning with with cybersecurity. They're using a lot of that to be able to head off some of the hacking that's being done. Um, But then again, on the other side, the hackers are using AI. So again, it's kind of that, it's kind of, it's almost like a checkmate or a stalemate rather. Yeah, you're um, wondering if these yeah. machines are going to strap on guns themselves and have shootouts between themselves. Yeah, you're, you're going to kind of need like, uh, you know, Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday for the IT people here um, to be able to wrangle the bad guys that are, and the things they're doing. Wow. Um, but but I, I'm not as concerned about that because I, you can go down that path. And for everything that we've ever done technologically, and if we followed that logic, we wouldn't have half of the inventions we have right now. I agree. I agree. And with actually, that. we had an expert in cybersecurity, Curtis Partridge, who you yeah. know is interviewed, yeah. and he wrote an, actually an endorsement to this book. Oh, wonderful. Mm. So he's a, a big proponent of it. And we do cover in Chapter 12 ethical consideration, responsible AI usage. Yeah. Just like any tool, like as Ron so perfectly said, we have a hammer, you can use it for good or for bad. So I don't think this, because it's new, removes the responsibility for us to be educated and understand it. I think that's a good word. Well, and I think it's like you said, it's coming whether we're ready for it or not. Absolutely. And so we may as well be ready for it. And we, we need to learn how to use it and how to protect it, how, how to not let it fall into the hands of, of people with wrong interests. Right. So that's a big deal. But uh, Curtis, you're right. He's amazing. Right. He's incredible. And yeah. he was like, and actually a friend of ours who Ron was referring to, who's on the committee too for ethical AI usage for the world. There's actually a, a symposium and organization that does that. He said, I- I've actually read this book twice because I love how you've explained a very complex and could be potentially frightening topic in a way that's very easy to understand. And you can apply this to everyday life, not yeah. only with business, but also in everyday life, just for to be helpful. And you've done that in such an amazing and helpful way. So he was a huge proponent of the book and of the technology. So I think, again, I think education is key in any new technology. Well, what I like about what you guys have done, and you in particular, Ron, on this, because you took the the schooling, the the classes, you didn't just hear it and start commenting. I think so many people, they'll comment on something like this from afar, and they'll comment based on maybe just a couple of reports that they've read. But it's one thing to do that. It's another thing to dig in the way you did. And you went to these schools, these colleges where they're teaching it and asked lots of questions, took the course, did a full semester in both, and really learned what's what's out there and what can be maybe taken advantage of with, right. with all of this stuff. Right, and there, there's still so much more to learn. And I, it wasn't my heart to go and get a degree in this. It was my heart to be able to talk about it intelligently from a perspective of business um, that, and then use third parties to support what we're doing in our business consulting because I want the experts to come in and do what they do best because they're on the cutting edge of their industry and they'll they'll continue to stay up with that. Well, right. I can't do that and go out and secure clients and do all the other things that we're doing. So that, to me, I'd rather use the best people we can find and I'm constantly interviewing those types of folks um, to work with us to be able to solve some of the problems we run into with some wow. of our clients. That's something. Kim, you're a marketer. I mean, you've taught all of this. What kind of give us a marketing feel uh, that what we need to know as a marketing expert about this book, about its chapters? What is it? How does it teach us about AI? That's a great question, Mike. And as a marketer, if you're not using AI or ChatGPT, I like ChatGPT. You can use. There's many others. Bard. There's Poe, and we talk about those. But uh, it's foolishness. It's uh, it. The content that it can create for um, for even catalogs, for your website creation, for integration, for social media, it is incredible. I, I went into the jail on Saturday to, for, mm-hmm. to teach my 
trauma healing curriculum and I didn't have a lot of time. I took a selfie of me and I took a picture of the books and I'm going in now. Appreciate your prayers. And I'm like, you don't want to put this in chat GPT, chat GPT, create a post for me with emojis and hashtags that I'm going into jail and I, that I'm sharing buckets of hope, which are my books. And it came up with a beautifully well-written post that I was able to send out. And I was like, oh, this is so much better for so for us for communication especially if it could be a potentially difficult subject i would highly recommend or something that could be challenged like how do i position so marketing you have your four p's of marketing your product your positioning your placement your promotion mm-hmm. but oh okay we're looking at a new project product chat or new service how would i position this in this marketplace Here's my website. Here's the industry. Here's the market, the region that I'm going into. How would you best position this? What would be the best way for us to promote this? What would be the best way for us to, uh, for even placement? How should we place it? Which is your your channels? How how can we get this mm-hmm. out to the end user? It is incredibly helpful and insightful. I was blown away. I had to do a SWOT analysis of myself. I had it put in my website, and it and it was very. Not only was it. <laughs> completely accurate. It was very intuitive. I was like, oh my goodness, you're right on my weakness. I have so many things going on and that could be a weakness and all my strengths, all my accolades, everything is all listed, all that, but we were blown away on its insight and how you can use that as tools, as Ron had said, for good. We just find it's very important for people to get educated on this technology so they can use it to help them. And I think the emphasis that you just said, it's really something that is going to be used for good. Absolutely. Amen. And and I think that's the big, the big thing that I've got to walk away from this on, because I'll be quite honest with both of you. I've been a little bit skeptical of it and having seen what, you know, is going on in the world today. And then you think of some of these bad actors in the world are, let's say, influencing and bringing some of these things to, to bear uh, for AI and those bad attitudes, those bad aims, those bad goals, uh, that becomes a little bit of a scary thing. But you guys are a refreshing uh, breeze of fresh air of hope about this subject. And so I think that's marvelous. We've got just a moment. Uh, the book is called Dynamic Chat GPT. AI Strategies for Small Business. Kim, where is it available? It's available everywhere where fine books are sold, including including on uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and on our website, dynamicchatgpt.com. All right, we'll be back in a moment. This is a great chat. Join host Mike Gilland for The Shepherd at Work every Saturday morning at 10.05 a.m. You will be introduced to a marketplace leader that will help you learn to walk out your faith wherever you live and work. The Shepherd at Work is sponsored by the Central Florida Christian Chamber, building kingdom, business, and community throughout our area. That's The Shepherd at Work, this Saturday morning at 10.05 a.m. My guests today, Ron and Kim M. Clark. Kim is known that way, Kim M., initial M, Clark, uh, in all of the books that she's written. And uh, her husband, Ron, uh, I I knew you guys did things uh, together. I had no idea. Y- you said you wrote this book when you were sick with COVID. Yes, it was really interesting. I, we uh, we were looking around our networking group, and and I was actually sick. I was just recovering, but not well enough to go out. And we thought, what can help out this networking group of small businesses? Because we looked at the economy and we thought they're they need to automate. They need to automate. They need to get more efficient, and wherever they can to do it at a just a, an inexpensive way. And mm-hmm. we thought, you know what? Let's write a book on using AI for small businesses. And so we researched and use AI to tell us, how can you help small businesses? That's amazing. And we were like, we had no idea everything that it it does. I mean, we cover mm-hmm. automation for administration, for e-commerce, for marketing, for um, data analysis, for using chatbots, how to integrate that to your website. I mean, it... It's this is a but it's very extensive, but it's very easy to understand and read. And that's where mm-hmm. our goal was. And each we have case studies in there which help out the business owner or and someone in business to okay, oh, I didn't know you could do it like this with a photography so shop. They can see, for example, how that that owner 
applied this this technology to their need. Absolutely. And it might be similar for what they need to do in their business. Absolutely. And then we include uh, at the end of each chapter at least five business prompts that they can put in, which we've personally tested and were found to be extraordinarily helpful. Well, for both of you, here's a question that I got to ask. Now, you found out the good, the bad, and the ugly already about all of this. And most sounds like from your standpoint, most of the ugly would be the fear that people have about it. If, am I right on that? Absolutely. Uh, so the, the, the bad, let's just now let's focus on the bad. What are things that concern you about the coming of AI? Um, there's one thing, and that is the use of avatars that look like real people. Um, let's say we have a pastor, you know, a world famous pastor who suddenly is talking about, you know, being a devil worshiper, or we have, you know, a president who says, comes on the air and it looks just like him, sounds just like him and says, we are about to launch nuclear weapons on this country. Um, That's That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah. That would be bad. Um, yeah, that would be bad. Yeah, those those types of uh, that type of technology is very close. Uh, I've seen it already being used where you're you know you have President Obama talking about how wonderful President Trump is and <laughs> and and well you know that's AI. So, <laughs> but, so, so yeah, we and, and vice versa probably too. So um, but it looks and sounds just like the president. And that's when this can be frightening when people are going to assume that something is real without it being verified or validated. I just saw that the daughter of George Carlin, I think it was the daughter, has put out a lawsuit on a group that used George's image. Of course, he's been not with us now for a couple of decades, but and they uh, recreated his image as if he were saying something that is of today's time, like he were still alive. And it's very offensive, obviously, to the family. That's one of those cases right now where it's, and that was the best of of chat, or not chat GPT, but of AI AI in in terms of its abilities to make videos and and do all of the animation that uh, this character, that's really crazy. I mean, so there's a lot there. Another area of concern is would would be where this is going to where they sample people's voices mm-hmm. and maybe maybe there's a professional voiceover artist i mean this kind of gets close to my home now on this okay. uh, you know where they they kind of take your voice and sample it and then it sounds like you doing it but it's and it's actually a sampled version of your voice and yet it's uh, it's AI. Or they're using it now, which is it's horrible, which is what we've talked to our children about, is uh, they'll they'll take clips of your children and then any videos and then call you with saying, hey, I'm being yeah. held hostage. Right. I need ransom immediately. And then, uh, so we've developed code words for our children that only they would know. And there's, with any technology, we have to be vigilant. We have to really understand it be educated on it and look into it. We're firm believers in adopting new technology with wisdom yeah, and to to use that and to use it with constraints. And we find that eventually the government does cut, keep up and the laws then reflect the changes, but the change is here. So we have to decide whether we are going to embrace it and use it for good and how to use it for good and understand it, how it could be used nefariously. Mm -hmm. And I think that's wisdom. I think we all need to do that. That's, very clear, even biblically, we need a multitude of counselors. We need to understand that. And, and there's also now Hollywood actors, Absolutely. singers, songwriters, anybody who's a performing artist is using uh, the law to perpetuate their name, image, and likeness in perpetuity because they realize that if they don't, if they don't keep control of all of that, that at some point after they uh, leave this earth, that their image, they could appear in movies for the yeah. next 100 oh, years. yeah, Elvis know? Presley. So is that very thing's happening. Yes. So that's where it becomes sketchy because they're going back in history and getting images or likenesses of people and their voices. And because there was no AI back then and no laws written and nothing covering any of this, 
it's kind of the wild west right. to use there that term go. again yeah where they're using it until there's a law that says they can't use it yeah and in the meantime they're making money off of it so i guess what I, i'm hearing in these concerns that you guys do have that in spite of those concerns and along with them you're still very positive on this development of technology and it doesn't sway you against using it for the good. Up, up till now, we've been talking about business and how it affects business. The applications for personal um, are probably even greater. Absolutely. And, I, and I, I'm thinking of, uh, let's say, senior citizens who are alone, who live by themselves, who have no one there, they have no one to talk to, nobody's calling them, they don't have family or anybody in the area. Uh, artificial intelligence programs are being created right now that are so interactive that it's making, the feel, making people who feel alone feel like there's mm. someone there that's actually talking to them. And, I mean, and there's a good and bad that goes along with that too. But if you're alone and you have no one to talk to yeah. and that program can become conversational and learn how you communicate and what's of concern to you, that can have some really uh, long-lasting emotional impact on people who might commit suicide otherwise or may have some other mental health issues and this can head that off or at least alleviate it. I mean, I've heard jokes about having, you know, being so lonely that I had a 10 minute conversation with Siri. I've heard jokes like that, but what you're saying, that's not a joke. It's the real deal. When you're alone and you have no one to talk to, you know, isn't it better to have someone there, someone that you, you might be able to play a game, an interactive game with a robot in the next 10 or 15 years. And it may even be sooner. I was going to say, where I that, think it's yeah. sooner. You know, that, yeah. that robot technology, imagine having a robot in your home that's doing all your home repairs. It's, you know, it has a wealth of knowledge. It's able, you get sick. It knows what's wrong with you because it's been programmed for all of that. Hmm. So that one robot with artificial intelligence it's going to be able to order your groceries. It's going to be able to do a lot of the things that, that you normally do, but takes that off your plate because now you can enjoy doing other things. Actually, we have two examples yeah. that we just recently used this and it was, was really incredible. One was we have a relative who has dementia, Louis body dementia, and he's declining. And uh, he's married. And I we were actually caring for him at one point, and we decided to, hey, you know what? as a fun activity let's let's have ai create a poem for your wife let's and give me characteristics i mean this is a man who at sometimes cannot remember who she is mm-hmm. and i'm like let's write a valentine's day poem let's have it write a valentine's day poem and he, he gave me very specific characteristics of his wife we put it in and it created a beautiful incredible poem in poetic form it was it was it was amazing it was so incredible and and he and i wrote it down in a card for him and he read it out loud and he loved he loved it i mean he wouldn't remember this the next day but it was something for his wife and she had said you know what he would be so distraught to to not acknowledge valentine's day yeah yeah. And this, and it was so personal. It was so well done. And it was like kind of in his voice, like words he would have used. Yeah. It was, so it was beautiful. And the next book we're actually in the process of now writing is AI strategies for parenting using chat GPT. And I'll tell you how this came about. Um, my son who's 12 lost one of his molars and he, and he knows that the tooth fairy is, if you have, you have little ones listening, cover their ears, but uh, the tooth fairy is mom and dad. And that's right. Yeah. And so he jokingly said, he said, well, what do I, do I just give this to you now? I said, no, you know, you have to put it underneath your pillow in the tooth fairy. Right. He's, we still have to play the game. And so he did. And I fell asleep. I, mom failed. I fell asleep, forgot to take the tooth, change it for the money. But and AI did it for you. So right? what I did was the next morning, <laughs> yeah. the next morning he comes up and he said, well, I guess the tooth fairy missed my house. And I was like, nuts. Oh, and I was, you ever had one of those days where you wake up all foggy yeah, right. and you're like, I can't even think of something creative to say. So I go into chat GPT and I'd use the voice command. I'm like, create, create a text Come for, on, for a 12 year old boy with emojis to tell him that the tooth fairy has now gone digital and his money's going to be deposited <laughs> in Apple pay. <laughs> it turned out so well with emojis and everything. I texted it to him, gave him the, the Apple pay for the, for the funds for the tooth fairy. And, and it, it, he was like, yeah, this is the best thing ever. But it went from a mom fail to a mom win. Like, yeah. and, and so I'm like, Oh, what else could it help with? And we wrote on each stage, 
advantage of parenting, how you can use AI and chat GPT wow. to help parents. Cause so, there's so many times when you're parenting, you're like, I got nothing. Right. I'm not quite sure how to deal with that. Yeah. And then you're like, you know, let me put this in and let me see what comes up. And you're like, Oh, that's actually really good. That's really right. helpful. That's crazy. Well, you guys are, are really helping me uh, come a long way on this. I'll have to say, I'm going to have to think about it a whole lot more. Uh, and this book is going to be great. I, I really love it. I know that the book is out there. Again, you can get it on Amazon or any other source. Uh, I know you have a website too, right? right? And they can go to dynamicchatgpt.com and get a rare author-inscribed copy and we'll send them one. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Dynamic chat gpt what does the gpt stand for generative pre-trained transformer i knew you would know which means nothing to the average person um but what it means it's machine learning and and uh, there are neural pathways just like in the human brain the more pathways that are connected by machines internally uh, the faster these machines learn and so you'll see in the coming years what you're getting now will be at a speed far greater than you can possibly imagine. Wow. So you see the future. I think we've got just enough time to summarize all of this. You see the future as being something positive and bright for AI. I do. I I see for every bad thing that you're going to see come into the news, and of course they're going to focus on that, there will be a hundred good uses of this. And even though we focus on business here, there are so many uses personally that I, I think people, as they become more familiar with it, will just realize th- this is worth embracing. Wow. Now you're writing a new book, right? Absolutely. So we're writing a book on AI strategies for parenting using ChatGPT. <laughs> yeah. And that's wow. actually in the work. We're doing it right now. We're polishing it all up. So we hope to have that out in the next few months. So check our website out or just follow us. So the book is already written. Well, we're, yeah, as you know, with writing, you go, you write the first, first draft is done and then we have to, you guys are machines yourself. Let me tell you, you've turned, how long did it take you to turn this out from the time you wrote it? So we uh, held a copy. So you held a copy. Four months. Four months. See, and normally normally it's, it's, it's nine months, nine months to 12 months. I've talked to people that it's seven years. Absolutely. My first book was five years. Yeah. Now every book is a year. And I'm actually writing another book on hope on spiritual warfare, yeah. which is incredible. I'm not using chat GPT for that you, one. You made me just want to confess that I'm a slug. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's really, that's really where we are. Oh my gosh. I've really enjoyed having the two of you here Thank you. and Thank we you. have to have you come back in in a, a, a month or so when you get the book all ready. Uh, this is way we, we need to learn a lot more than what we're able to cover in one hour. Ron and Kim Clark, my guests today. This has been fascinating. I hope it's been fun for you, too. I hope that you're not needing now to have a nice tea and a, a, just a nap after all of this, but that might be needed. All right. It's been great to have you along with us. Afternoons with Mike. We'll see you next time right here on The Shepherd. 